Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Two test series against South Africa. Couldn't have got off to a better start for the Black Caps at Hagley over yesterday. They won the toss. That's the main thing. And everything just flowed from there. As Matt Henry took seven wickets. The Proteas were rolled for 95. And New Zealand reached 116 for three at Stumps. A man who knows what it's like to take seven wickets in an innings. His former Black Caps bowler, Simon Dool, back in New Zealand. I know you were on the show, uh, breakfast show yesterday, Dooley. But uh, from our show, welcome home. Thanks very much, Smitty. Nice to be home, and I'm actually out of isolation now. So when I talked to the boys yesterday, I was still in isolation. So it's nice to be out back in the mighty Waikato, and uh, a gorgeous day to greet me. Dooley, uh, because of uh, MIQ requirements, etc., you've been uh, basically forced to spend a lot of time overseas. Your option is to be well, based in Dubai and travel the world commentating, basically. Yeah, that, that's been it now, Smitty. And obviously since, um, as you well know, since Sky lost the, the um, rights for the cricket, it sort of um, took away the, the summer options uh, back here in New Zealand for us. And you go looking elsewhere, it's been, um, it's actually been a blessing, mate. I've had so much work on. And gosh, I'm turning, turning down more work than I ever have. Um, Dubai's home now. I've got residency and, uh, and living up there. And it's, um, yeah, it's been a really good move, mate. It's hard to be away from, uh, from my boy, from Hunter. But uh, apart from that, everything else is fantastic. That's great, Dolly. It's great to hear that uh, in your voice as well. And uh, I'd imagine um, even though uh, we weren't able to, to look at and, um, and talk about it yesterday, we did uh, watch that performance of Matt Henry, 7 for 23, third equal best bowling performance uh, alongside Sir Richard Hadley. Uh, what, what, a, what a great story of someone who just waits and waits and then pounces, Matt Henry is. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, look, I haven't always been a great proponent of Matt Henry in the test side. I think he's probably one of our best white ball bowlers, along with Trent Bolt, um, with, the, with the newer ball. Um, he's been superb in the white ball format for us in the last few years, in the 50-over format in particular. Um, and haven't always been his biggest fan at test match level, and he's had erotic opportunities. But yesterday, he was just unbelievable. That it, The surface suited, but, I mean, it suited everybody. And, and you know, nobody else got seven wickets. So he, he, he finds that line in length where he nibbles the ball. That's not a big swing bowler. I'd call him more of a seam bowler. And it was just superb to watch yesterday. From the time he, he nicked Algar off, um, I thought you, you've got to pay credit, and you would, you would know so well, Smithy, to the, the guys behind the stumps. Uh, I mean, geez, mm. this is on the output now. The, the, from keeper round to third, fourth slip, no matter who they put in there, obviously with Ross gone now, Kane out of gully, uh, they just keep finding guys to put into those positions, whether it be Mitchell in there or whether Tim Southey goes into third, whether Nichols goes into gully. It, it just... It astounds me that we, we keep finding people that are brilliant behind the wicket. And, um, you know, it, it, it helps the bowlers know end. And you know yourself. When the nick comes, you can trust your first slip, you can trust your second slip, you know it's going to be caught. And that, that certainly happened yesterday. Were South Africa poor or were they not allowed to be good? I don't think they were allowed to be good. Uh, I watched a majority of it. There was some very good bowling. It, it's a difficult time to score. It's a difficult thing to come out of 
um, you know, out of your quarantine and, and get into those nets and, and get some sort of rhythm going, they'll be far better off in the second innings and in the second test match. But these test matches we so often see, Smitty, uh, are won in the first innings and, and sometimes in the first sort of 50, 60 overs of, of a test match. So I, I don't think they were allowed to be good. Um, there's maybe one or two things you could have said or one or two shots they couldn't have played. But oh, I just I credit to New Zealand, credit to Matt Henry. He was superb. Okay, the unit though, um, you got to bowl uh, with someone at the, at the other end. What did you make of the other three, Wagner, Jamison, uh, and Salvi? Yeah, good, very good. I thought, um, you know, I mean, it just Tim Salvi's just getting more, he's getting cleverer and cleverer. I think in his old age, <laughs> both of us who are well over fifty now, um, but he's just uh, he's yeah. a smart bowler. He's a smart operator now, and um, and Kyle Jamison, I thought, was back somewhere near some of his best. At times, he probably got his length slightly wrong, but. 11 very tidy overs. What did he go for? 19, I think, in the end. So, you know, he was he was back to being tidy. I think the decision for him to opt out of the IPL was a very, very good one. It was a very smart one. Financially not smart, but um, I think it just shows where he's at as far as his cricket's concerned. And he knows that he's not quite a T20 player at the moment. So I, I think it was a great decision. And nine really tidy overs from Neil Wagner. So... Um, I was a little bit surprised in the selection of both the all-rounders yesterday morning, thinking that, you know, Ravindra, just as an option, there's basically six seam bowling options, five of them by far medium pace, um, Jamison a little bit quicker, Henry a little bit quicker, uh, and one left arm. So I was a little bit surprised that they went with both the, the, the sort of seam bowling all-rounders and not Ravindra. Right, let's, um, let's look at uh, New Zealand batting performance then. Uh, they've got a lead uh, already, so you, you've got to say at the end of the day, that's a, a pretty damn good day's test cricket. Uh, they're a spot of bother at 36 for two, but a, a pretty good partnership when, in the context of scoring yesterday uh, between Conway and Nichols at four. Yeah, Nichols um, was very positive. I think that was a, that's a good thing. And, you know, I listened to a little bit of, uh, of the talk yesterday as well about how sometimes on those surfaces, and I think New Zealand play better on those types of that are seeming around, they can be a little bit more positive. And um, Conway and, and Nichols in particular were both uh, that way inclined. Um, is that a position that's going to be permanent? Well, probably not. As soon as Williamson comes back, you think that Conway probably goes to four and Nichols to five, and then one of the all-rounders plays, Mitchell or de Grandom, and it's probably going to be Mitchell moving forward. So, um, But he, he put a really good show on. I, I thought Henry Nichols has got an opportunity with a... A 39 overall ball this morning to really make hay. Um, you know, you got, when you got 41 overs till the second new ball and you're in uh, on a surface yeah. that should be um, a lot better for batting, I think he can really, really make hay today. And, you know, if New Zealand are batting at T, then they are just so far in front of this test match. It's not funny and, um, you know, well and truly on their way to a, to a test match win. When you're only bowling at 95, you have to be right on your mark, don't you, you're, from a, a South African point of view? Uh, they started the day poorly. They lost the toss and they lost in Gidi. Uh, so uh, a lot came on the shoulders of uh, Rabada. Still very young shoulders. You know, Janssen and Olafia. H- how do you think the South African attack matched up? Oh, I thought Marco Janssen was very, very good. I-, I think he's a quality bowler. I saw a bit of him in that uh, India-South uh, Africa series. And he-, he really is genuinely good and difficult bowling to get away. I mean, you played against a guy called Bruce Reed, Smitty, didn't you? And, and mm. you know, in that sort of mould, not quick by any stretch of the imagination, but awkward and, and very, very sort of economical in his action and just light and, and, and tough to get away. So a left-arm version of a Kyle Jamison, 
Uh, perhaps I thought um, Sterman was uh, was tidy enough. Rabada just wasn't quite at his best. It, it, it's also difficult too for these overseas bowling attacks. They again should be much better if they get another opportunity uh, in the second innings. But they should even be better today. They will have talked about the length. They will have talked about what they did wrong yesterday when they went searching. Maybe got a little bit too straight. If you're patient enough on these pitches and you get the ball full enough, you almost have to set fields just to defend the drive a little bit because you want batters to be driving at the ball. And if they can do that first thing this morning, which I'm sure they would have scouted and talked about last night, they, they, you know, New Zealand could easily still be bowled out for sort of 180 uh, on this sort of pitch. Yeah, I think it's going to be a low scorer, uh, whatever the, uh, the case mm. may be. So a lead, of, any, a lead of 100, I think, will be invaluable. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So I think you're spot on. I mean, anything around about that, you know, that 100, 90, 100 and above will be absolutely crucial. You could still have the opposition four, five, six down before they even get past. So it's, uh, it, and you know what happens with Christchurch as well? I mean, we've seen it enough, haven't we, that even though what, what happens, because it's quite a lot of graphs and it, you get a little indentation, so it can go up and down a little bit. And as it gets faster and dries out a little bit, the pace actually, it does get quicker. And so it does those things just a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit faster. So it makes it a little bit more difficult for the batters. Uh, Dooley, just on the on the world stage, uh, what are you, what are you hearing? Perhaps um, you've got your finger on the pulse. Where do you where do you sus- suspect Justin Langer might head uh, next move? Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. I'm look, I mean, England would England would probably have him. Um, I'm sort of there's a bit of talk in and around England that they would, um, you know, that they'd, they'd have him in a heartbeat. But I just don't know whether the fit is quite right. Uh, for Justin Langer at the moment. He's going to have to find a team that is very secure. Uh, I don't think, you know, when you look at what uh, Pat Cummins said about Justin Langer, about the fact that Australia needed an overhaul, we know that. We know what happened with the Sandpaper Gate and and all of the things around that. They needed an overhaul. They needed a bit of a reset, a reminder of what Australian cricket was all about. And and people will look at Australian cricket and think, well, it's just a bunch of, you know, buffheads, arrogant, blah, 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 blah. They, They sledge. You know, the Australian sides that I played against and, and the sides that you played against, yeah, there was some sledging, there was some banter, but they were just tough. They were tough, they were hard on the field, and off the field, they were the first ones to come in and have a beer with you. And, and I remember those Australian sides. I don't remember the ones that were, um, you know, that were awful, nasty, arrogant, didn't give a crap about the spirit of the game, any of that sort of stuff. So it needed a reset. Justin Langer was that man. Now they need someone else that's probably more in that... Um, you know, man management role. And, and so Justin's going to have to find a team. I actually think he'd probably be a really, really good coach for one of the, the next tier down nations, but have they got the money to pay him? That would that, be the issue. And I, I just don't see him fitting in that England setup, even though there is a little bit of talk about it. Yeah, I think uh, with the English media, it's fraught with disaster because the, the moment they, yeah. they detect anything, <laughs> anything at all, uh, it'll be open slather there. Dooley, you're, you're also cry, across... Uh, uh, the IPL, the auction uh, has just uh, been and gone, the first stages of it anyway. Uh, who are the big winners and who are you disappointed for? Oh, big winners. Oh, Nicholas Puran, Nitish Rana, um, Deepak Chaha. Goodness me. Um, there's some crazy money spent, Smithy. I mean, yeah, Kolkata going hammer and tong for Nitish Rana surprised the heck out of me. Um, I just don't think he's that priced sort of player. Um, Deepak Chaha. Look, he's one of the best 2020 seamers in India. 
10 I knew they were going to have to pay that sort of money for them. What was it, 14 crosses, about the same as what Kyle Jamieson got last year. So it's at about $2 million, I think, New Zealand. Um, Nicholas Pluron at, at, at 10.5 or 12, 11 lakh, which is, again, about the sort of $1.7, million for a guy who is perennially underachieved. I know he scored runs the day after the auction, which is probably a good sign for him, but um, he's underachieved massively for a guy of his talent, I think. Um, you know, probably probably the West Indians were, were the most surprising. For me, there's a lot of them got big money that I just I don't see, um, but they've got their reputation of, of 2020 specialists and, and knock the ball out of the ground guys. So good to see Trent Bob get, uh, get money, and good to see a lot of the Kiwis actually picked up in the end. Nisham and... Um, and uh, Daryl Mitchell ended up going to uh, Rajasthan Royals. Uh, Adam Milne got picked up. Devin Conway got picked up. So good to see the Kiwis getting a fair crack at it. Um, but there were some, some big money surprises. And I, I guess you're going to get that, though, with, with the lack of depth. Um, you know, when you're going past 60-odd players in India, you've got a kind of a lack of depth. And with 10 teams, you need a huge amount of players. So I just wonder in the next couple of years, Smith, whether we might be going to five overseas players on the field. Just uh, finally, Dooley, actually, you, you sparked a question for me there. Um, you mentioned Trent Bolt's name. If he's available for the second test, uh, does Matt Henry stay? I mean, under the Ajaz Patel theory, uh, does he stay? Or are the other, are the other three uh, now competing for um, their spots? Uh, yeah, I think he probably does stay on his home track, doesn't he? Um, does he? Yeah, I, I think they are probably competing unless they decide, unless New Zealand decide to go one less all-rounder and play Kyle Jamieson at seven, um, you know, instead of Colin de Grondom, who uh, I just I don't know how much more, how much of a future Colin de Grondom's got in that test match side. I think Daryl Mitchell is a far better option with the bat, and I don't know that New Zealand needs 20 overs a day from, from uh, their fourth or fifth seamer, so Daryl Mitchell can easily provide probably eight or ten overs a day um, if they go down the Ravindra uh, path, then, then he can provide those overs as well. So, I'm thinking probably the Grondom spot is, is more of a worry than, than maybe the other seamers, but uh, it'll be a tough decision if, if Trent Bolt is fit and available. Yeah, it will be. Uh, and uh, I guess you'll have a decision to make. I, I know you've got about 19 sets of golf clubs. So which one are you going to uh, get out before uh, out of the uh, out of the Hamilton setup uh, and get out playing again, please? Yeah, I. I, I pulled the Mizunos out this morning. So, yeah, I've got two sets of Mizunos in there. The blades still look a little bit small, having not played for a little while. So I pulled the uh, the second set of Mizunos out, mate, and um, they are sitting in the garage. I've just opened the door. They're ready to go, and I'm, I'm 10 off at 12. 12 o'clock. Uh, enjoy, Dooley. Yep. Great to have you back on Terra Firma in New Zealand, uh, and we'll catch up with you in person uh, sooner rather than later when we watch the ladies play and talk about it. So I'm looking forward to that, mate. Yeah, absolutely, Smitty. Looking forward to it as well. You guys have a great weekend and a good day.